When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Sturker's Radar Uncut, brought to you by Ping. Play your best. Episode six of season two, and Radar Sturker's is back at work, finally. What is that like? I mean, you've got a little Milo, welcome addition to the world and the love of your life. And what's it like to be back at work, to have to earn your money, Sturker? Do you know what? Obviously, we've been, I mean, I've still been doing bits and we've been doing our podcast, but I haven't really left the house much for the last nine months. It was so nice to be back, Radar. It really was. I was looking forward to it. It's been a, I mean, I, my last event was Tigers, the Hero Challenge, last December. So I've had a big chunk of time off. And it's obviously, we've talked about this before. I've watched so much golf. It's been really cool to watch golf as kind of a fan and a viewer. And obviously, you know, passionate, love the sport. And I've kept really involved and seen loads. I've been watching your your mug on the TV for, you know, weeks on end. You seem to do every bloody week at the minute. You've yeah. been traveling the globe. But no, honestly, it was so cool to be back. Lovely to be back. Thursday felt weird. And everyone's like, oh, it's fine. It's like riding a bike. And um, it, thankfully it was. It was really cool to be back. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I tell you, you know, I've got a bit of time off now before the Ned Bank and the DP World, the two, two big ones at the end there. But you've missed a few things while, <laughs> while, while you were away. There's two wow. others showed up and, and they've got all this coin. They've got yeah. all this... Do you know what? Like I said, and I've spoken to spoken to our boss about it, Jason, and I've sort of said, you know, I've not, I've probably not watched as much golf as this ever. I mean, when you're working, obviously you're working on it, but to actually sit in my living room and watch it, and it's been fascinating. So I've kind of had this first-hand perspective of it. And obviously, yeah, the golfing landscape has changed dramatically, but it's been pretty cool to kind of have that, still be involved, but kind of have that outside of you, do you know what I mean? And to see, see how it all plays out and to kind of really take that, just that, I guess, a bit of a detached view of it as well. And it's been it's been crazy, absolutely crazy. But I think I picked quite a cool one to come back as well. I mean, that, the Congaree was amazing. What a layout that is. The field was superb. And, you know, you start off the week and you talk about, you know, you know, you know, we tournaments that we do and there's like storylines or narrative at the start of the week. And then, oh, Rory's got the chance to get back to world number one. And then... Uh, you know, the perfect kind of script, really. He does. He, he gets it done. And it was brilliant. So, so cool to see him. He's been, obviously, as you know, 
couple of majors stung this year, the Open in particular. He's been on this lovely run, FedEx Cup three times, got the job done there, been playing great. And he was just awesome, awesome on Sunday. And I don't, I'm, I'm sure you, well, you watched quite a bit of it, didn't you? The intent, I thought, and I talked about this on air, the body language, the intent, he was so motivated and hungry to get that job done and to climb back to the top of the world rankings. It was brilliant, wasn't it? I didn't see it coming. I didn't see him being number one at the end of the season. But once he started to get going about six months ago and then goes once, wins the FedEx and gains all those points and then goes here to the CJ Cup defending more points, successful defence. Around a golf course, as you say, I mean, modelled on the Melbourne sand belt. Yeah. And I haven't been there yet. I'll make sure I go there, Carolina, to look at that golf course. But it looks like they've done a great job. It looks so much like the Melbourne sand belt. Whitish fairways, tinier greens, little pockets on the greens, and the bunkers cut like with a razor, like a Stanley knife, yeah. just like Melbourne. And it looked unbelievably good. Like, he was the best player there, Rory McIlroy. He's the best player in the world. But I really didn't see Scotty Scheffler, Sarah, this year mm. being overtaken. I thought he yeah. would get end of the year and be world number one. And I don't think that's going to happen now because I'm not sure Scotty's going to play that much. And uh, Rory's still got the DP world, which he's running first on that. So he could win the FedEx Cup and he then he could win the uh, Race to Dubai finale. I'm not so sure. I think the last time that might have been done was Luke Donald, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right. And I think he's... We talked about it on air. I was with Zane and um, Jamie Spence on Sunday. Nice to work with Spencey again. I've missed him. It's been a while. Haven't seen him in about three years. That was cool. But, yeah, just... You look ahead next year now and you're like, right, we, you know, we want... Everybody just wants to see him back in that major winner's circle. But I, I think that that position he's taken, this stance as kind of the, the leader, Jamie called him the Pied Piper of kind of the PJ Tour. He's been so vocal. He's been so passionate about defending where he plays and as he calls the best, you know, the best tour in the world, the PJ Tour, and obviously massive supporter of the DP World Tour as well. And you wondered whether that might be distraction from radar, you know, all this talk and, and being that vocal sort of spokesperson. And it's completely galvanised him, hasn't it? It's given him that energy, it's given him that extra edge, and it's translated to fabulous results on the golf course. Some very special people can do it very differently in the respect a lot of people would would uh, walk around with that mantle of the guy who's who's the face of the PGA Tour right now in Rory McIlroy. They get upset. They wouldn't be able to play too much golf. But Rory McIlroy seems to be able to go from the locker room once the spikes are on and go to the first tee and dismiss it. Mm. And Tiger Woods could do that. Uh, Phil could sort of do that. The great players can do that. They can just get on that first team, whatever's left in that locker room. It'll be there later once they're finished, whatever they shoot. Then have to go to, you know, what Rory McIlroy every day has to go to the press centre and speak to you and, and, and all that sort of stuff. He's just, he's a phenomenal guy, a very smart lad. You have to be very intelligent to be able to do that. And you will have to be one heck of a golfer. He is. Did you uh, did you stay up? I don't, I'm sure you had a couple of glasses of vino, so I'm not sure if you did. You stay up right till the end of the season interview. Yeah. That do you know? And I spoke to Jamie about it afterwards. Radar. Do you agree? You remember when he talked about? I think uh, there was a period where it was a few years ago now where I think it almost he lost that joy and he lost that excitement and that exuberance. And you remember him saying, particularly with the putting, he said, "Look, I want to go and I want to putt. I want to feel like I'm a kid again." 
I want yeah. to put, I want to feel that creativity and that artistry. And obviously we know that he's been working with Brad Faxon, who's not only massively helped the putting flow and feels, but really helped him to, to, to be more relaxed and really helped his mental game. I just feel, and that interview for me was so telling, the joy in his face and the, the way he described the love of the game, I thought that was brilliant. It's almost, for me, like he's fallen back in love with golf again a little bit. Do you agree? That is a very nice place to be when you fall uh, back in love with golf again because nothing surer. He'll fall out of love with it again at, at some stage. Yeah. Hopefully, and hopefully he'll be better equipped and ready to know how to get back into love with it again. Golf is one of those games, you know, we love it, but it doesn't always love you back. But right now, he is flying. He fly How much money he would give to be playing like he is right now, April next year at Augusta, which is not that far away now. Um, you know, we're moving into Christmas now and bloody decorations are up and oh, I can't... Gosh. Leave it. I walk into shops now and they're playing jingle, bloody. <laughs> For me, you get to the end of the summer, like the summer holidays are done, and it's like pumpkins come out straight away, Christmas trees are out. I'm like, there's no, there's no respite. It's from one season and one stage to the next. I know, bloody Christmas already. Mm. Scary. Yeah. But but Christmas Santa. But, yeah, Rory McIlroy, how good was that? I mean, that's just back to world number one. And look out, everyone, when he gets to Dubai, because um, you know he's going to be a hot favourite there. He's got such a great record around the earth course there in Dubai. He has. Look, we're going to get to our guest in just a minute. Just quickly, though, on that, on the majors, he's, he's had this pressure now. He goes to Augustus, you know, first major of the season with a chance of the career Grand Slam, and there's huge pressure and expectation. You were there at the Open. You saw him. He, he didn't lose it but he kind of didn't win it did he 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 looked back and he there was opportunities or maybe a couple of shots where he he didn't maybe push or press enough and he didn't kind of go after it enough you, and he sort of he's admitted that hasn't he was last night we saw he went out and he won that golf tournament what do you think we'll see from him in the majors how differently do you think he may it's fine margins we know that but what do you think we're going to see in the majors from him next year I think we're going to see a different Rory McIlroy. I think, like, the, the Open, I walked with him, that group, um, on that Sunday at the old course. Look, Cam Smith was holding putts on that back nine, and Rory all day wasn't holling um, any putts. Rory just didn't play badly, just kept on hitting it to 25 feet, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. And you can have days like that with a little bit of wind, slowish greens at a Lynx golf course, an open venue, and you're not holding 25 footers where Cam Smith was. It was almost like a great snooker player keeping another great snooker player off the table. You know, it was kind of like that whilst Cam's holding them, Rory's not. Yeah. And that's what happened. He didn't play badly. He, no. he, he, but he just didn't hit it close enough to give himself rock-solid opportunities. And that's what happened on the Sunday. And as I say, Cam Smith was El Drano holding them from everywhere. Yeah, but he's... Every year, you know, he's a, like you said, he's an intelligent guy, isn't he? We know he's an articulate guy. He's 33 now. Every year, he just seems to grow and really develop for me in terms of that maturity level. So every year I look and think he's, when he gets to Augusta again, he's going to handle it differently. He's going to be better equipped. He's going to be, be you know, well-placed to hopefully try and slip on that green jacket. Especially Sarah coming off the last round he played there. Yeah. That bunker shot on the last 60, whatever it was, four, whatever. 
to finish in the top five. You know, little memories like that. Yeah. He's got bad memories there at Augusta, but he's got some great memories. And he's, he's look, he's, he's the freshest player on that golf course right now. He shot the best round that last day. So, you know, I expect him to do really well next year in the majors. I think he'll move it. I've always said, Rory, he's got four now, but he's always, I've always said he'll have a Watson's career, which is eight. Yeah. Good shout. Agree. Right. Listen, we'll chat more shortly, but it is time to introduce this month's very special guest. Now, unfortunately I was bad timing. I was on a plane to my special, place radar i was on the way to portugal at the exact time that we got the interview but you had a fabulous chat with our special guest so everybody all our listeners this is when radar met billy billy welcome to circus and radar brought to you by ping how's it going mate over there at jacksonville are you yeah it's going good it's nice to be home uh i've been home it'll be two weeks now before i head to the next event but it's nice to always get back home Absolutely. Like this morning, it's, it's still uh, morning over there in Jacksonville. Jim, this morning, Billy, just like myself, you're the only one on tour with bigger guns than me. <laughs> you know, I gotta keep up with you, Radar. So, you know, wake up early, get in that gym before the sun comes up. So, uh, so those muscles are pumped up and looking good the rest of the day. Look, we, we were great um, having you over at Wentworth. You're a winner there last year, played well again there this year, just down the road from where I am right here now. Why such a great love affair with the DP World Tour? Yeah, um, I think it's because I just grew up watching it so much on TV. Uh, you know, you wake up, it was always on Golf Channel around 7, 7.30. And so I uh, watched a ton of the events. Uh, obviously, the BMW PGA, Crowns Montana, they're playing this week at Valderrama. Just, uh, I watched a ton of the European events growing up. Always wanted to get over there and play. I didn't really do a good job or make a really concerted effort early in my career when I had the opportunity. Um, but now as I'm getting sort of the, the latter stages of, of my career, I want to get over there. I want to experience what I saw on TV and the experiences I've had so far have been tremendous. And, and I, I'm, I'm really appreciative of everywhere I've been so far, the support and that I've gotten from the fans and from everyone involved. So yeah, I think it's it's that. I just love the culture over in the UK and Europe. Um, I think everyone, when they do their job, when they're working, they're, they're very serious. But when they're away from it, they're relaxing, they're enjoying life. And not that we don't do that as much in America, but it's a little bit different over here. We're always very, what's next? Moving on to the next thing and not always, uh, I would say, enjoying what we have to, to the full extent. Look, you say that, I'm very surprised you just said the latter stages of your career. Just very <laughs> As fit as you are, look, man, you can play into your early 50s. If you do keep yourself fit and you keep the gas alight, you know, you, you show enthusiasm. Do you believe that now? You, you know, when I played golf, I finished at 40. Because we just thought, once you're 40, that's it. It's curtains for you. Do you feel as though you can play into your 50s? I do. I do. I think, uh, as you said, if I stay fit and that's something that I've, I've been fortunate enough not to have to have any injuries and I, and I work hard in the gym and take care of my body. Um, you know, but there's so many other, other factors that come to that. I turned 36 in December. Um, I said when I was 27, I told the people around me, I would probably play to 45 and then I would reassess everything at, at that stage. Um, I love being around my kids. I love being home. Um, I still love golf. I love competing. I love the fire, and the fire is still there tremendously. Uh, but I think 
as my kids get older, as they start getting into sporting events, my dad and my parents are at every one of my uh, sporting activities, um, same as my younger brother. I want to be there. And um, we make so many sacrifices in life uh, to, to be as successful we are. And we're very selfish. And I think you got to be, you have to have a, a certain level of selfishness to be great in, the, in anything in life, uh, especially golf. Um, but, you know, there's things I've missed out and, and trips with, uh, you know, friends of ours and, and going to other places and just enjoying life that I think at some point in, in the near future, I'm saying probably a decade or so, uh, I'm going to look at things and say, how much fire do I really have? How much desire do I really want to, you know, get up, you know, 5 a.m. in the morning, be in the gym, go to the golf course, spend eight, nine hours practicing, grinding away, do that on a regular basis. If I still have that fire and still have the desire, I'm going to do it. And then, um, but I think I just knowing myself, I think that that may wane a little bit. And um, if that does, then I, you know, I'll probably step away and do other things and, and, and maybe try and follow in your, your footsteps radar and try and be an unbelievable uh, commentator announcer. I don't know if I can do as good as you though. Well, no, I don't think you speak enough shit to sort of keep up with me, but <laughs> I was there, the Gator on the 18th, well, the, the par three ninth now, as we know at Eastlake. Um, you won the FedEx Cup. Uh, that is massive. So first of all, before I ask the main question, what was that like? How fast until that check slipped into the bank account, Billy? This is God's honest truth. I don't know. Um, I've never looked at any of my bank accounts uh, usually from what I've been told, it's all every, every check we make gets deposited on Tuesday. And I remember Jim Furyk telling me when he won the FedEx Cup, you know, he was refreshing his account because he knew at this time on average, a check from the previous event usually came in and it wasn't in there. And he, he wound up calling the tour a couple hours later. And then, it, you know, it got put in there on Tuesday. But I, I never looked at my bank account, looked at the 10 million that got put into my bank account. And it's God's honest truth. I've never have. I've never looked at the money, never looked at anything. I've just uh, expected it to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> now, great year. I was there at um, Millfield Village when you shook Jack's hand. Uh, I've never seen someone. So last day, walking down 17, you were just so chilled. And how, what were you, to win the Memorial and to play President's Cup, where do they rank? Like, right, that's a big event, the Memorial. We know that's a big event but the President's Cup must have been a blast for you. President's Cup was awesome. You know, to finally make my first team was, you know, it's been 13, 14 years in the making, and I've been close a few times. I just haven't, you know, done well on my part to, to, to warrant a pick or to, to be an automatic selection. Um, I always fall on my shoulders. But to finally make that team, to finally be a part of it, to finally experience what other guys have experienced, and I've heard – you know, the tremendous uh, camaraderie, especially this, this year. Um, as assistant captain said, you know, this year was the best, you know, they felt in, in many years because of the players we had, but just how we were all together. Uh, you know, we can talk about previous teams and certain players that, you know, sort of shook up that little, uh, that little aspect of it in the team room. But, um, yeah, it was un awesome. I enjoyed it. Um, honestly, I love playing the President's Cup, but my fire burns for the Ryder Cup, and that's what I really want to be on. That's the team I really want to make, especially I want to make it uh, when this year in, in Rome. I want to be when we're the away team because I, I, I just – I think that's when the fire will be even – burning even more and the emotions will be even, even higher uh, playing on international soil. 
Um, but, you know, comparing them, the Memorial was unbelievable. To finally win with my family there, the, the win a tournament Jack has his name on, to think about Tiger Woods, who is a role model of mine, how many times he's won that, and to get a message from Tiger and, and what he told me, I thought was was unbelievable. So that that's that's pretty high up on that list of, of accomplishments. Excellent. Yeah, that, that champion. I love going. The first thing I look at is if I'm at the Memorial, just an unbelievable place. Right, we're getting into live. Not that you've been, been asked about yeah. live. I mean, every, <laughs> it's like, we're getting to the, straight to the world ranking. I mean, three rounds, no cut, and they want world rankings. I find that quite bizarre. I can understand them asking for world rankings, but you've got to have a cut to have world rankings. Whoever misses a cut is not getting any points. These guys haven't got a cut. Where do you stand on this, Billy? Yeah, you know, that's a great point. I, I've thought of it um, in the aspect that there's a process in place. Uh, I understand that the OWGR, their board, their directors do not always have to follow what that process is and can award points, you know, at their behalf. Um, but it, I, as I said, it, you know, I, I sort of give this analogy. It's no different than a judge, you know, depending on setting a sentence for a certain crime or offense, you know, that judge may decide, you know, one person only has to do five years in jail. Another time he may want to give him the full amount of 20 years before the offense. So, Obviously, the, the OWGR is able to do what they see fit. If they meet the criteria and they think that they deserve points, then, then that's fine. Um, I don't think, as I've said, I, I haven't said anything bad about the live tour. I haven't said anything bad about any players. I've, I've only talked about the players when they've said some comments that are incorrect, aren't wrong, you know, just as just, uh, simple as being idiotic comments, as I've said before. But I think... 54 holes, shotgun starts, no cut is not the way of the future. I don't think that's the way golf is going. Um, I think some team aspect is something we could see a little more of, and it's been talked about for years. But I don't think that that is, is the way of the future. I don't think that defines who's the best player in the world are, in my opinion. I think having a cut, playing 72 holes, that's what's always defined the best players in the world. And I think that will always be the case going forward. Yeah, well said. Billy Wright, what's the uh, – I know you're a very busy man. I mean, what, what's, the, what's the rest of the year? What's the deal? What's the schedule? Any more in the States? We will see you in Dubai. Uh, so I'm playing CJ Cup and I'm playing du uh, Mayakoba. CJ Cup's next week in Congaree and then Mayakoba, uh, great event, Worldwide Technologies. I plan on playing Dubai, um, but I'm not. I didn't make enough points to qualify to Dubai, unfortunately. Uh, I didn't do a good enough job of playing well in the Vincent 82 this year and majors and over overseas, but sort of sad to miss that. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'll play Tigers event. I'll play the QBE shootout. And then, you know, I'm still trying to figure out the schedule for next year. You know, we've got some things that still has to be decided here on the PGA tour. And then when that gets set, then I can look at my DP world schedule and see how I can uh, put some events in there. But obviously London will be BMW PJ will be in there. Um, depend on where the Dunhill. Don't see the hammers. Yeah, uh, I'll probably come over in late April, early May to, to catch a game or two. Um, I, I've, I've made plenty of trips overseas this year, and I, I think I'm a little tired out, so I'm not going to make it back for the end of the year. But beginning of next year, I'll, I will sure be over there for a couple games, and I enjoy coming over. My wife and I, we love London. We love, we love that uh, part of the world. Um, you know, she catted for me at Scotland at the Dunhill, and we absolutely had a blast, and and it's just a beautiful part of the world. The UK is absolutely beautiful, and we love the people over there. And 
and love experiencing, you know, the history and the buildings and everything. It's just, it's truly amazing when you get over there, you sort of try and set yourself back in time and what it was like, you know, two, three, four, 500,000 years ago. We're going to see a lot of you next year. 20 big ones, 20 million ago. Man, you boys are lucky. I was playing for a cup of tea and a biscuit, Billy. We're very fortunate. Um, we've got unbelievable sponsors. We've got unbelievable partners. And uh, we're fortunate enough that the PGA Tour has uh, is listening to some of the top players. And, and, and we're getting together as top players to say, hey, this is what we would like. This is what we want. You know, the money's one aspect, but we really want to play together more often because um, that's we want to we want to com- compare ourselves to each other. And we want to say, hey, when when you win the Memorial Tournament, you beat the best 50 players in the world that yeah. week. I mean, that goes a long way. I mean, that that's going to define some people's careers and and really elevate um, some people's profiles in, in, in global golf. Billy, thanks very much for being on Sturfus and Radar, man. We really appreciate your time and uh, we'll see you soon, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Radar. See you, buddy. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, well done. Amazing to have Billy with us on the podcast as well. He's a superb guy. And look, he, he talks a little bit about Live and the world rankings. And I know that kind of, that's your radar's rant for this month, isn't it? The world rankings and the Live Golf Tour and the current situation there. Yeah, I look, nothing against the uh, the live, live tour, but, you know, trying to sort of sneak under the door and on the MENA tour and trying to get the players to play their four world ranking points as live sort of amalgamates with that tour. Look, to get world ranking points, in my view, you have to play four rounds. There has to be a cut. You have to kick players out, pardon the pun, but that's the way it is. They miss the cut. They go home. No world ranking points. The guys who finish up there in the cut, after the cut, they make it. Now, how do you do that? How do you do on on the tour a three-round tournament and how do you spread world ranking points out? And they've only played three rounds and the other guys have played four. I'll let you, everyone at home, all our listeners, I'll let you think about that yourself. It's It, it can't work. They both have to be four-round tournaments in my view. That's just my opinion. I just don't think you can you can give them points through another tour, the MENA tour, and just over three rounds. What are yeah. your thoughts? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've heard, it's hard, we hear rumours all the time and little whispers. We'll get on to some potential new recruits in a second for Liv, but you hear clearly the world ranking situation is an issue. And they are desperate. You know, we've seen the we've seen the the signed letters. We've heard of the players' views on it. Do you think they're going to make changes to? They basically they need. I look at it as though yeah, they're not going anywhere. They've got all the money in the world to keep pumping into this thing, and they're not going anywhere. But world rankings is so key. These top guys, you know, they can't. They need to be playing for world ranking points. Do you not see a situation where? the structure of live, the way they play, as you said, the, the no cut and the, the three rounds, does that not change to enable them to, to get the world ranking points at some point? 
Well, they have to get the world ranking points because, okay, you've got a Dustin Johnson, you've got a Brooks Kepka, you've got a Bryson DeChambeau, and you've got a, uh, a, a Cam Smith. They are all major champions within the last five years. Cam Smith, the Open champion, he gets in the majors for the next five years, all of them, if they allow him to play. That's, But I can't see how they can't. No. All ranking points to all stay in the top 50. Now, if you've got a great player like when he runs out, like it was three years ago that, that um, Dustin won the Masters, so he's got two more years of that five years, you know, you slip out of the top 50 pretty quick. Now, if he's out of the top 50 and there's no world ranking points on the Live Tour, he won't be getting in majors. There's no way to get into the majors. Yeah. So this is, why, this is the main thing for the Live players and for their sponsors, like their, their, their club brand, their shirt brand, their hat brand, you know, Outside the top 50 players, are people going to pay you as much money to use equipment? No, they are not. So that's why world ranking points are so big, especially for the majors. You should be out of the top 50, you're not getting in the majors. But do you, do you not agree that at some point, if they're not, if it's not working in their favour, they may have to change, they may have to look at the no cut, they may have to look at 54 holes. They may have to go against their whole kind of ethos of the shorter format, if you like. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't see how. I don't know how that can work. I do, and they haven't really said Live Golf uh, explained it to us. But look, the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, two biggest tours in the world. Um, you know, they're they're doing it over seventy-two holes. That's the way it is. And someone wants to come in and do it over fifty-four holes. Well, you got to tell us how that's going to work yeah. because with no cut. Yeah. So I'm long and play on the Live Tour and get world ranking points because I haven't got a cut. I mean, these other boys, you know, squeaky bum time on a Friday afternoon, coming down the stretch trying to make the cut, you know, it's it's, it's a totally different story. So yeah. I just hear what Liv have got to say about that, and I'm sure I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah, it'll rumble on and we'll hear more for sure over the next few weeks and months. So in terms of rumours, it's kind of gone a bit quiet, hasn't it? You know, there was that kind of influx. We've been hearing rumours and there's been figures banded around. You're hearing, you're hearing a certain... Um, yeah. That's an American, um, Patty Ice might be on his way. Well, I'm hearing Cantley, yeah. Look, maybe, look, we're obviously not going to sit here. And then all of a sudden I get a call from um, <laughs> Cantley. Raider, we're suing you. Well, come and get it, mate, because what I've got is a used toaster in the kitchen right here. Yes. That you can <laughs> but, you know, I'm hearing that. Now, Cantley, hope it's not true. The FedEx Cup champion of last year, well, actually the year before now with the wraparound season, but he's close men's friend Xander. Does that mean Xander Sheffield is going to go as well? I don't know. I'd hate to see those two go. But also, I haven't heard anything about Xander, but I heard a whisper. And that's all it is. It's a whisper. Yeah. Uh, a locker room whisper, but a very loud whisper. Can't lay. Wow. Okay. Watch your space. It is interesting, and I think... A lot of guys, don't you feel like a lot of guys made their decision early? They got in early, they went. Some guys have obviously joined a little bit later. It might sort of die down a bit. I think some guys are maybe surveying the situation, aren't they? Seeing how things play out, seeing the reaction and just, there'll be more to go for sure. But will it be the end of this year? Will it be next year? Don't know. No. Yeah, and when watching what the show that you presented last night or last week, uh, Sarah, look, it's it's... What a product the PGA Tour have got. Yeah. I mean, 
They've got the players. They've got the, the, the you know unbelievable events. You know, there's plenty of money to be earned there, and they're playing against the best players where there's plenty of world ranking points. Rory's just gone to number one again. Um, plenty of world ranking points. But if you are tempted by someone wants to throw you silly money, like silly money, like we're talking jet money, you know, to buy, be able to buy whatever you want for the rest of your life and set up generations, if that's the way you are inclined, okay, I can understand that. But, you know, the PGA Tour and, and what Phil Mickelson said about the PGA Tour is on a downward spiral. No. No. No, no Phil, get a grip. No, it's not. No. Uh, yeah, and absolutely, McElroy obviously reacted to Phil's comments and and kind of quashed them and had his own opinion, as we've come to expect and we've discussed about. And obviously the PJ Tour now, Jay Monaghan announcing these elevated events on the PJ Tour. And, you know, the PJ Tour was always an unbelievable place to play, but now, Radar, the incentives are even greater. There's more, there's bigger events. We're going to see the top guys more often and they're playing for more money. It, it, it's the PJ Tour suddenly, yes, from the threat of live, it's just gone up another level, hasn't it? Yeah. Amazing place to play golf. You know what it's like over there on the PGA Tour. It's an incredible tour. Every week is just an, an amazing event on unbelievably good golf courses in pristine condition. Uh, that, that truly is an amazing. Look, I haven't been to live. I haven't watched one of those events. And I'd like to go and have a look, you know, just to see how different it is. But what I, I see week in, week, week out, you and I like uh, out there doing our gigs on, on the PGA Tour. We're very, very lucky. And... Uh, you know, it's, it's 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 an amazing place to, to be. And uh, as is the DP World Tour, uh, a special place to be. And we're getting down to the pointy end there, Sarah. Two, two events to go. A lot of people will be losing their card on that tour, the DP World Tour, some big names. Yeah, I know, exactly. And, of course, it's Portugal this week, the Portugal Masters. I uh, had to promo it in studio last night. Yeah, can I just remind Yeah, we are doing this the Monday after... Uh, the CJ Cup. I got, I'm got. i just going to put sympathy. I got in at four this morning, Ray. I drove back to Yorkshire. Milo was up at seven, so I'm a bit bleary-eyed. I'm good. This. I'm glad this is audio and not in vision because I haven't done, I've just got up. I haven't done my hair, but anyway. So um, <laughs> the uh, Portugal Masters, it was always one of our, I know we're not going, neither of us are going next week, are we? But it was always one of our favourite events. You've got that pressure, tension, end of the season. And um, it's a beautiful place to play and it's a lovely place to go. And I know you, you used to love it. You used to go to that little chicken shack, didn't you, near Pine Cliffs where we used to stay. Antonio does one of the best prawn cocktails you've <laughs> ever had. And... Then he brings me a double portion of chicken piri piri. Oh. Like, I, I'm standing there, it's all over my melon, all over my face, and I look like Hannibal Lecter at his <laughs> gnawing on the chicken piri piri. Oh, it's awesome. Right across the road from, uh, from yeah, Pine Cliff. I've been there for ages. I used to love those events. But we're getting down there. Next week is Cyprus. Two tournaments to go. Yeah. Big name, Sarah. Van Royen, Horsey. Polter, Cantor, Lewis, Sterney, Kiros, Rock, Gallica, Hend, Colsarts, all outside the bubble, yeah. all out bubble looking in. Have they got, you know, what it takes over the next couple of weeks to sort of get a licence to play next year? Some of them are a long way back. Yeah, and I love, you know, we look at the, the top echelons of the game and we've just seen McElroy get to world number one and the quality field there, 15 of the world's top 20, but it's... That's what we love about golf. It's the storylines, isn't it? The the pressure, these guys fighting for their jobs, fighting for their careers. And 
it might be a bit sadistic, but it's always kind of intriguing for us to watch and to see them, how they handle that pressure. So, yeah, it will be, you know, a great stretch on the DP World Tour. Redo, just coming back to the point about Liv and the women's game, I just want to do a big up to Charlie Hull and Jodie Ewart Shadoff, two English winners back-to-back on the LPJ Tour. That was amazing, wasn't it? I'm so chuffed for Charlie. I think she's a phenomenal talent. Obviously, you know, we saw the success quite early in her career, Bit of a lean spell, but back in the winner's circle. And Jodie Ewart shut off as well. That was just amazing. And Lydia Coe at the weekend as well, uh, winning on the LPJ Tour once again. Her second win of the season. Though she's a, She was a teen sensation. Amazing to think that Coe at Radar is still 25 years of age and just picking up her 18th LPJ Tour title at the weekend. And I always say this, I you know, we lucky in the position we are. Golf is such a great sport, but I think we're treated to some unbelievable athletes, great people. McElroy, without doubt, one of the absolute best. Lydia Coe has always been one of my favourite athletes to interview. She is just a superstar. And to have all that expectation and pressure from such a young age, you know, winning at 17 and, and everything that comes with that and being a bit of a team phenomenon and then, and then struggling, let's be honest, and then 25 years of age now and... She's still, a, she's still a kid, if you like, and she handles herself with such grace and poise. She's just a class, class act. Interviewed her a bunch of times at the Women's Open, so I'm really chuffed to see her back in the winner's circle and having a great year that she is on the LPGA Tour. But just from the live perspective, do you see a case, because I did a conversation on Sky Sports News about this, the Aramco series on the LET radar has been a massive success, hasn't it? They've pumped money in, the girls are playing for, you know, let's be honest, Massive amounts of money now. The LET has struggled in recent years. I think it's been a massive coup for the LET. There's been rumours and talk. Do you see a situation where Liv effectively operates in the women's game, but probably not as a disruptive tour? Do you see it probably going forward being part of the golfing ecosystem in the women's game? So uh, an alliance, a tie-up with the LET and the LPJ tour? I hope so. I hope so. I hope it doesn't become a mess like we find with the PGA Tour, the Live Tour and the DP World Tour. It's all just they seem to be all in the ring together, punching at each other. And I hope the ladies can learn from that and you know make it all work for themselves because uh, the ladies' game is an unbelievable product, an incredible product. I love watching the ladies' golf, uh, like Charlie Hull and Lexi Thompson, uh, you know, like, both of them play similar game. I love that. When you've got Lydia, she's hitting seven woods in there, hitting eight on. But Lydia hits it closer with the seven wood, the greatest wood player I've ever seen, Lydia Cole, the girl from New Zealand. Um, but, look, yeah, I, I hope the ladies game, and they all benefit, and I'm sure they are, because they they need, they need they deserve to be flying around in private jets and, you know, getting all the nice goodies as well as the men, and it's well overdue, and I hope they can all get together and work it out and get as much prize money uh, for themselves as possible. Absolutely, well said. And Lexi obviously winning the Aramco Series in New York, one of the hardest workers, without doubt, in the women's game, probably in golf. She's an absolute grind. If you, anyone follows her on social media, you know, gym probably what three hours a day, and then she's just phenomenal. And she's had her battles as well, but that was a big win for Lexi in New York. So yeah, great to see. And we'll watch that space with regards to to live and the I guess the money, if you like, in the women's game. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Okay, Radar, it's time for give me a clue. Who you've been knocking on the door the last couple of episodes? I, th- I think I'm slightly. I think I'm just ahead, but it's getting close. We, it is currently. 
2-1 in the series at the moment because we didn't do one in episode four. 2-1. Okay. So you're, you're on the comeback trail radar after last time. One mug, he's a legend. He sounds like big brother, doesn't he? Thanks, mate. Thanks for that. <laughs> right. So a reminder for the format or any new listeners, I'll read the question. We'll go through all five questions at the end. We'll come back for the answers. Okay. Yeah. So number one, this seven-time winner loves fast cars, provides his own entertaining commentary when on the course, and once admitted to having a nervous accident when making his debut for his country. A seven-time winner loves fast cars. A nervous accident when making his debut for his country. Oh, that's a hard one, isn't it? I think one of you were there when he admitted to this. What, a nervous accident? One of us, we were there when he admitted to a nervous accident? Yes. I think one of you, I don't want to give away where it was said. So it's obviously presidents or rider. Well, that's not your country. No, it's obviously an American guy playing presidents or rider cup. You're not getting anything out of me. I hadn't got him as being a... Um... Have you got it? Am I allowed to say, do you want me to say who I think it is? No, say it at the end. Let Sturkers yeah. just stew. Okay. Right. Number two. This major champion had their own social media craze in 2013. One fellow player celebrated a hole out by doing this craze. Did you say PGA champion or major champion? Major. And it was in 2013? Yep. Yeah. Doing this craze. The vacant looks say it all. Right, number three. A two-time Olympic medalist, just five foot, five inches tall, credits their parents with all their success since bursting onto the scene in 2012. Two-time Olympic medalist? Correct. Is it a she? Yeah, it's got to be. These are hard. They are hard, Monty. What the hell's going on? <laughs> well, last time you, I think last time I think it was free too. You got too many. I wanted it to be a bit more of a challenge this time. Well, give us something. It, it's the women's game. Yeah, happily. I, I don't think there would have been another player from her country in the Olympics. In for golf, for golf. Yeah, I think I might know it. Number four. This player recently got engaged and has been part of another successful partnership on course recently. Is a big ping pong player. Gotcha. I know this. I think. And finally, this sexy swinger lists architecture, photography, surfing, and watches as interests on the tour website. I got that one. I've got that one. Right, well, in the middle, I've got nothing. I, I, I'm not even going to attempt. But I, I think I've got the first and, and the fifth. I, I think that'll enough to, to, to beat her. No, I think, well, I think you're going down again. I think, uh, I, might, I think I might have pulled number two out of the bag. No. All right, then. Question number one. The seven-time winner that loves fast cars, provides their own commentary, and had something of a nervous accident when making their debut for their country. Sturkers. I haven't got it. Not got it. I just... Radar. Tyrrell Hatton. 
The correct answer is Tyrrell Hatton. Oh, how did I not get that? He admit the nervous accident was in his amateur days. He admitted to shitting himself on the way to the first tee. Do we not need to beat that out? We can beat that out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, Radar. That was, on the, that was on the Sky Sports podcast where I think Radar was a guest when he said it. Oh, I don't think so. I should have got that. The podcast I do, and that is Circus and Radar. <laughs> yeah. It's the only one you need to do. It's the only one. The only one there is. Number two, the major champion with their own social media craze in 2013. And a fellow player celebrated a hole out by doing this craze. Radar. Uh, I, have, I haven't got a clue. I, I really haven't got, got a clue. Jimenez. Not a major champion, but... Yeah, of the seniors game. Oh, well, that's true. Sarah? I think I've got this. Jason Duffner. It is Jason Duffner. Oh. Yes! Duffnering. Duffnering. Here is pull out. That was a... I'm proud of myself for that one. Keegan Bradley was the player that celebrated yeah. when he holed out. Uh, the two-time Olympic medalist, just five foot five inches... Credits their parents with all of their success since bursting onto the scene. Sturkers. The burst, you said the burst onto the scene in 2012. 2012, yeah. I'm going Lydia Ko. Radar. Yeah, I was going to have that, that, but I think I'm going Lydia as well. Bullshit. This man. <laughs> it is Lydia Ko. Are you going Lydia Ko? There's only one way you can go with that. That's Lydia. You just listen to the Sturkers and then repeat it, Lydia Coe. Come on, Rosa. <laughs> there it is, Lydia Coe, so I'm two one up. Ah, Muggs, come on, I'm not having this. So I saw him write something down, but I don't know what he wrote. It was quite yeah, obvious. The only player from her country. Says. Look, Coe. Promise me, put your hand on your heart and tell me you're not fibbing. No, not fibbing. You're <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You're smirking. You're sm- I can tell when you're lying to me, Radar. Who won? That's it. The next one I haven't got, so I can tell you now. This player recently got engaged and was part of another successful partnership on the course. Is a big fan of ping pong. Radar's not got it, so Sturkers. Do, Radar, do you want to hear me first and then say? Yeah. Or, yeah? I, have, I haven't got anything. Um, Patrick Cantley. Patrick Cantley is correct. Oh, Two all. So it comes down to this last one. I've not I've, the one time I don't prepare a tiebreaker. Come on. I think we've both got this as well, haven't we, Radar? Yeah. This sexy swinger lists architecture, photography, surfing, and watches as interests on the tour website. Radar so you can't get accused of cheating. Oh, green jacket, Adam Scott. Sturkers. Adam Scott. It is Adam Scott. So it's free all. Radar, we were good then. That was that yeah, was not, good. Not bad. Do you want a tie break or do you want to take a half point, Radar? I will just take the half point, I reckon. All right, so it's two and a half sure. to one and a half. You're the one behind, you're chasing. Am I just behind? You're one point behind. Well, that's a close series. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, Halfway through the series. That was pretty good because I think when he first when we first heard the questions, I, I thought I'd got one. Well done, Radar. Well done. Perfect. Well, listen, thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening uh, to this latest episode of Sturkers and Radar Uncut, brought to you by Ping. Play your best. Been a great episode. Big thanks to uh, Billy Horschel as well. Fantastic to have him on. 
And yeah, for me, great to be back in the Sky Sports Golf Studio. We've got a busy few weeks ahead. Radar's heading to Dubai. I'll be back in the studio in a couple of weeks doing my Cobra. But Radar, good to chat to you again. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. Do follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well. But catch you next time on Sturkers and Radar. See you around the track. This has been a Monkey Pants Productions podcast. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.